Welcome back to Unleashed at Work and Home. Today we're going to be talking about authenticity, what it is and why we struggle with it. And I invited one of the most interesting dog trainers I know, Tina Spring from Sit Happens Dog Training and Behavior in Athens, Georgia. And one of the reasons I invited Tina is because Tina is herself, 100% fully herself. Every time I see her, she just leans right into it. And I think it's so awesome. And she's a great role model for me with that. So welcome, Tina. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, thanks for having me. As always, I love talking to you. So um, one of my favorite people. I'm honored to be here. I'm so glad you could come. So from the idea of authenticity, what do you think that really means? What does it mean to you? So for me, it's just showing up, right? Showing up in the world, in my life, and in a way that I super was not at all comfortable before. So the pug came in. So um, <laughs> just showing up and really being me because nobody else can do that for all my faults and foibles and all my good stuff, too. I love that. And I think that one of the things that we really resist is letting anyone see our faults and foibles. Like many of us, me, <laughs> have spent a lifetime trying really hard not to let anyone see the faults and foibles. So what makes you lean into that? So if I'm going to ask people, if I'm going to ask a family to kind of surrender a little bit of maybe their control or their ideas of how things are supposed to work in their family or with their dog, I think pretending to be perfect or any of that is just, I think it's a barrier. Mm -hmm. I think it's a mistake. I think it's what I get much better owner family compliance, but I also get much better information by vulnerably and authentically saying like, I do not know all of the things and just really being me and making sure that even when it's uncomfortable, that that is okay too. And it's okay to say to a family, these are really uncomfortable conversations. It's uncomfortable for me too. There's an awful lot of pressure, I think, when we are in the animal industry to have all the answers. And I don't, I just don't have all the answers. And I think as we move through our careers and our professions and our practices, we have to be in touch with that. I think especially young trainers, I see a lot of, we have all the answers. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, super kid, like that's going to be a really painful learning curve. Yes. Because uh, Lord knows it was for me. So if I want my families I work with to be authentic with me, if I want the veterinarian I'm working with to be authentic with me, I have to be authentic too. If I want the dog, honestly, to be authentic, I have to be willing to show up and mm -hmm. to be brave about that. Yeah, I think that's really true. And it's amazing how much people will reveal when we are allowing ourselves to be a little bit more human and a little bit more real. Yes. It also honestly just makes me a better me, right? Like being at the grocery store the Friday before Thanksgiving, I planned poorly. I just looked at the sweet chick or the, it was actually a guy who was a trainee and who was doing checkout and <laughs> just said a little prayer for him, but looked him in the eye and said, thank you for say, taking such good care of us today, mm -hmm. right? This is not an easy day to be the checkout guy at 
you know, the grocery store because there's a like all of a sudden people got really kind of ugly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, y'all, we've got a long month <laughs> coming. Mm-hmm. So that blesses him, hopefully, like hopefully he smiled and and that made him feel a little bit better. But it made me feel better to go. Yeah, like it's kind of uncomfortable here right now where I think there was a time in my life I would have just been one of those customers who didn't really talk to him. Yes. Who didn't look him in the eye and and were approaching a place culturally where I think we're just on some dangerous ground. We're looking each other in the eye, even if we disagree, is an important skill that we have lost mm-hmm. or maybe are at risk of losing. I, I agree. I agree. And I think that's really scary that we're uh, – allowing ourselves to become so siloed into thoughts and feelings and and judgments of, well, I think differently than you do, therefore my way is right and your way is wrong, and whatever reasons you have for thinking your way are stupid and probably you're a bad person. And when we actually get to know people. Yeah, I mean, even, even in dog training, I mean, we are dogmatic if nothing else. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't talk about food. Or you can't talk about a methodology without people going to guns. And I just don't have a, I don't have a ton of tolerance for that. Like, I just will check out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I totally own that I'll check out. I'll be like, and now, gray screen. Um, <laughs> so, and it's sad. I think a lot of our, I think a lot in life, in not just in animal services, but I just think a lot in life right now is about numbing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we numb out stuff. And so maybe part, I do, I will boldly say my customers know that I am squarely on their team and that I love them mm-hmm. and they, they do not hesitate to call me with bad news and to know that I, in a heartfelt way, will engage and connect with that, that is a precious thing. And it does set my business apart. And I think it, it sets my staff apart. Because if you're not, not going to show up in your own skin, then, then it doesn't, there's, the magic isn't there. The ta-da isn't there. Right. And I, I want more magic. And that makes them feel safe interacting with you, which does let them call you with the bad news or the things that didn't go as planned or completely counter to your advice. They did something. And instead of hiding it, they're yes. telling you because they know yeah. that you'll say, oh, I, I can see why you why you thought that would work. So let's talk about where we are now. <laughs> right. Like triage. Are you in the closet? Do you have the box wine? <laughs> right? where where are you right now like how is this experience for you right now and where can I meet you where you are I often if I'm working with a family that is like a, a brand new like have a baby twice this has happened they've been saved in my phone with a special ringtone because you know baby is weeks old kind of situation and now families are often so far removed from one another. I have gotten a call that I could not understand anything that was being said into the phone, but I just showed up mm-hmm. because they're saved into my phone. And I'm like, here, hand me the infant, even though that's like a small nuclear device. I have no <laughs> idea what to do with that. Hand me a newborn puppy any day of the week. I'm good. <laughs> but infants, wow, that's scary for me. And I own it. And just like, 
go take, like, let me run you a bath. Like, just meet them where they are. Because mm-hmm. if I can't be there in that, and and the customer who I had to bump in order to go rescue the crying mom sitting in the middle of a foyer who doesn't remember the last day she brushed her teeth, my customers know I would do it for them. And so mm-hmm. they are pretty joyful about saying, like, yeah, we'll, yeah, catch us up with us later. We're good. Like, we remember when we called you sobbing from the, <laughs> from the closet <laughs> and drinking bad wine. So... But I think that there's, I think my work is more enjoyable because they will say, I, I, I have no idea how many days I've been wearing these underwear. Mm-hmm. And I go, yeah, no, welcome to motherhood, <laughs> right? <laughs> or welcome to having a puppy. Yeah. So I think there's magic in showing up in the world who we are and it is uncomfortable Sometimes I think to talk about like the parts of us that are not so awesome. I have, right? But I am getting better at it. I am getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And you and I have talked about that a ton. That Mm -hmm. it's the best I have ever been in my life. The the best moments of my life have been kind of digging deep and being super authentic and clear. And I'm sure I'll get flattened for it one day and that'll be okay too because it's part of showing up. Yeah. If there are going to be people who disagree and people who think hateful things or say hateful things or honestly who are just terrified of the reality of someone being real. I think some of us have – there have been times in my life where I was stuffed down deep enough that someone authentically showing up would have scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think part of it is becoming comfortable with discomfort, just sort of accepting that this is part of life and and recognizing this is one of the stages and we have to go through it to get farther. So if we keep stopping at that stage, we don't get farther. Right. It's like cleaning out your closet. Like you got to pull all the crap out Mm -hmm. and go this, not that. Mm-hmm. And okay, maybe I'll be that size too again, but by then it'll be, maybe it'll be back in style again, but probably not. Like people don't wear pants like that anymore. And, and when it comes to that authenticity, when I'm busy pretending to be something I'm not, I'm just, it's just a waste. Mm-hmm. I have magic in my authenticity most of the time, even if it's to say I am a cautionary tale and not a good fit. Right. This is not a good time, which I mean, you and I have talked about that. We lost two dogs this year within three weeks of one another. And and I took a call I ought not have taken hours after euthanizing my heart dog. Mm -hmm. And the customer was a little bit of a jerk and it was a potential new customer. And I was patient and kind. And I also stood my sacred ground and said, Okay, so I don't I don't have this in me today. Mm-hmm. This, you know, like I can still feel the warmth of my dog. Yeah. So I imagine there are people who are profoundly uncomfortable with someone who will just sit in their own skin. Mm-hmm. And they can go, I don't know, work with some fake dog trainer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's hard to sit in our own skin. And I, I don't think that's something that we're really taught. Although 
I am, I'm currently volunteering at a shelter for um, domestic violence and homelessness. And last night, I'm, I'm part of the children's program, which is awesome. Last night, we played emotions bingo. So instead of like numbers and, and letters, it was just a single emotion. And then you would share like what that meant. And if you had an example, so it was worried and upset and lonely and lost and confused and elated and overwhelmed. There were quite a range of emotions. And I thought, isn't that awesome that it's a children's game where we can talk about like elated? What What is elated? And when did you feel elated? And when did you feel lost? And, and how does right. that feel? And what, what could you do in that moment? And so I am happy to see that we're doing a better job now of teaching kids to, to, to recognize this is what I'm feeling and this is what I, when that might happen and what I could do in that situation. It's not really a part of most people's background. So most of us feel the uncomfortable emotion and we're like, no, step away, back away. Right. This is Where's hard. Where's the banana nut muffin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the new pair of shoes, right? All the ways that we avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me anyway, it's been like, okay, if, if I'm seeing, if I feel myself craving a banana mu- nut muffin, I might want to take a moment <laughs> and see what I'm avoiding. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. I've, I have started in my life to, to start to think of what I'm supposed to learn each year, right? Like what has been the lesson of the year? And we're at that time of year now where we kind of, unpack the old year and look toward Mm -hmm. the new year. And um, this year has been the whole, like, just get comfortable with being uncomfortable or owning that it's uncomfortable and being okay with that. And I mean, fortunately this year, fortunately and unfortunately, like this year hit hard and heavy from the beginning So it was a quick lesson. Like I very quickly went, oh, I am on the uptake about what this is about. (laughs) And so easy to to identify it. Where like, you know, last year was all about surrender for me. And oh, it took, I think it was August before I went. So that's what that is. (laughs) Like I endeavored to figure it out earlier next year and goal accomplished. So I don't know. I think we're are always becoming, at least I hope we are, or at least I hope I am, that I am always becoming and that I owe the world the best version of me, the healthiest version of me in all its many forms mm-hmm. that that can be. And if there are pieces of me, and this speaks to authenticity, if there are things about me that I don't like, I need to wrangle those. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I get to pretend they're not there. Yeah. Because I think there's beauty in the wrangling, too. Like, it moves us forward. But yeah, authenticity, crazy hard. Crazy hard. And it, you and I have talked about how it's so deeply intertwined with vulnerability. But like, uh, kind of like, being, I need to be vulnerable at the exact moment that I do not want to be vulnerable. Right. I need to be authentic in the exact moment that I want to be inauthentic. Mm-hmm. Well, and so often people think like there's a part of themselves that they're not allowed to bring to their work and and questioning that thought, like what part of you is it that you think is not welcome here and why, you know, like, oh, I can't be silly or I can't be funny or I can't be um, sad, sad. you know, yeah. and I think that when we say, why do you feel that that part isn't welcome? 
what what can you learn from that? Well, I think that's just universally human mm-hmm. to feel not 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 you know you're not blank enough, not mm-hmm. thin enough, tall enough, skinny enough, young enough, old enough, credentialed enough, experienced enough, 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 enough. And I think it it comes from all different facets of our world. And I'm not talking about an authenticity where I'm going to, you know, give you my pin number right in the grocery store line. Like that's not going to happen. And I also think that being authentic does mean like being clear about what's appropriate and what's not, right? Like if I'm at a funeral, my sense of humor might not be the best attribute to bring forward in that moment. But sometimes it is. Mhm. So discernment, you know, it's, right. it's another additional part. I've I've loved watching watching you in particular over the time I've known you. From the beginning, you always show up or appeared to show up as you, but it, in the past it didn't appear to be very comfortable. And you seem very comfortable and it just makes my heart sing. <laughs> Because I like, wow, been there, like, oh, wrestled that. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure I will wrestle it again. I mean, that's been. I I think it cycles for all of us. But you're absolutely right that I was extremely uncomfortable with a lot of things for a long time. But I did them anyway, because they were important to me. And now I'm more comfortable. But there's still all sorts of things that that scare me. But I'm committing to myself to show up for him and, and, you know. My faults and my foibles, along with my good stuff, and, and trying to really own that concept. It can be tough. I think relationships can really help us with that. Like, I I am richly blessed to have Christopher in my life. And it's now, of course, always easier. No re- relationship is. But he even loves me for my brokenness, which, other than my relationship, I'm going to probably annoy some people with God, Right this is the only relationship I've really ever been in where there was no part of me that I had to sublimate or hide. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason that that this has come into my life now is because I'm more authentic than Mm -hmm. I ever was. So I was, I had gotten to a place in my life where I was like, I just, I don't get these days back and I'm going to show up as me. And, and I am just as broken as everyone else. But I'm clear about that and working on it. And I am a work in progress. I don't think he and I would have been a good match 10 years before mm-hmm. for, for a host of different reasons. But but partially because I wasn't clear about me yet. Yeah. Well, and one thing you just said was I'm just as broken as everyone else. And I think that for many people, they don't realize that the other folks are broken. You know, so like I'm broken, but no one else is. Right. Like, oh, I would be the only one who's yeah. ever feeling not good enough. And 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 once we can start actually having the conversations with people and and having and, and you can't have this conversation with everyone, you know, like you said, you know, there are there are the people who you're going to, you know, you, you show up as yourself. But having a conversation about something like this, those would be the trusted people. But the idea of I'm just as broken as everyone else, I think, is really empowering because so often we're carrying around the I'm not good enough. I don't measure up to everyone else. And then we're like, oh, wait a second. We all have our challenges and we all have our gifts. And why not 
be here. Yeah, I mean, I think social media. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Is a carefully curated view of lack of reality. <laughs> so not me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we have like me too, right? Uh, and all the that goes, but not me, mm-hmm. right? Like if you, if you're friends with me on Facebook, yeah, no, you know, the crazy that is my world, right? And no, most of the time, not going to shoot a video with makeup, not going to mm-hmm. happen, right? And I look just this side of homeless and that's okay. <laughs> it, you know, like, I'm, there is only so much lipstick one can put on a pig. So I, I even, even on social media, I'm really careful to not like pasteurize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will not look skinny. I will not use that. I don't have that filter. Mm-hmm. So if I want to be skinny, then I need to put the work in and eat the salad. So Yeah. I don't have a lot of tolerance. It sounds terrible, right? Because we're all supposed to be so tolerant. But yeah, I don't suffer that very well when people are like, well, you're only putting out this positive view. I'm like, if you were my friend on Facebook, you would know <laughs> that I am a shit show. And I'm okay with that. Because I think I think the more we all show up authentic, especially in those things that obviously don't, there are limits, but the more we each show up, I think the better the chances other people will show up because it starts to make it safe. Yes. Like, it's like, I got you covered. What what other benefits do you see in in sort of dropping our armor and showing up as ourselves? So if somebody is on the fence and thinking, uh, I don't really want to do this, what what additional push could you give? I think it's a, a weight lifts. Mm-hmm. A weight that you... That for me anyway, I didn't know I was dragging around that was exhausting me. Mm-hmm. And to get that back, to get that energy back, even so, you know, you know how there's that moment in a breakup where, especially if you're the person on the receiving end, right? You think everything's great and then you get smashed to smithereens. I can remember after one particularly abhorrent breakup sitting on the sofa, sobbing uncontrollably. And that my sweet shorty, my, my old terrier sitting next to me and I scared him. I was crying so hard. And yet there was this voice in the back of my head that said, but there's nobody angry here. And so it was like this weird thing. Like I'm in this depth of sorrow about what I thought I lost. And then there was this other voice that was like, Hey, you're free from something that obviously wasn't working, mm-hmm. right? I think authenticity and wrangling it is a, a little bit of that. Like we're, we are careful to be guarded. Usually for me, the guarding was like, there's been a tremendous amount of hurt in my world and that it's real and it sucks and it's supposed mm-hmm. to suck mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable and it's supposed to be uncomfortable, but there's also a real beauty in going, yeah, it sucks. You know, so-and-so thinks I'm a terrible human being, like genuinely believes that about me. And, and you know, it's not my job to convince that individual and it's supposed to suck that that person thinks that. Yeah. But that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But, that, but that's okay too. I, I mean, I might think you suck right back, but probably not. 
I'm probably busy looking for your awesome. Some people make it really hard to find. So put your awesome, what I would say to the person sitting on the fence, put your awesome out there. We deserve it. Because probably the thing that you most want to hide from the world is the thing that will make me and Colleen and other authentic people fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that will make the customer believe you or give you that hug that you didn't even know you needed. That was beautiful. I love that. I know. Every once in a while, I'm awesome. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm just mediocre. But every once in a while, I'm like, thanks, God. That was awesome. That, that was good. That was good. You have so much editing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think your point about some people not liking you is interesting because there are some people who won't like us, but the reality is they are fewer than the ones that we fear won't like us if we do something. You know, so it's like, well, I have to be this way or else no one will like me, or I have to be that way or else no one, I don't want to make any waves. And the reality is most of the time it wasn't really a wave when we just sort of show up and be authentic and do whatever. And if someone doesn't like it when you're being authentic, then it's a little easier to say, oh, well. <laughs> I'm not for you. Yeah. Or or you're not for me. Mm-hmm. So w- like in theory, most of the people who are listening to this podcast work, right? Like we have, we mm-hmm. have practices that we do. Not every customer is my customer. I, I am not for everyone. If you want a robot dog, yeah, not your girl. Yeah. If, if you don't want to have to learn about this creature that you are living your life in the con- in the company of, not your girl. If you don't if you don't believe that they have emotion and heart and soul and wants and desires, not your girl. And that is okay. Yes, it is totally okay. I'm not going to frustrate the consumer, and I'm not going to frustrate me. Though I will send like an extra little heart out to that poor dog. Yes. That's, or those poor kids that are living there. But that perhaps is the judgmentalness that we all have a little bit of. Because I, likewise, I'm sure that there are people who do not care about the hopes and dreams of their dogs who are perfectly delightful to them. I need to kind of own that too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if your dog lives outside 24 7, not your trainer. Mm-hmm. I don't work with resident dogs. I work with family dogs. So I don't think that that clarity of if I am outside someone's gifting, if they cannot live in their values and integrity and interact with me, that I'm totally down with people living in their values and integrity, mm-hmm. even if that excludes me. Mm-hmm. Which is great. I mean, that's a great way to look at it. Like as right. long, As long as everyone's operating from their point of of their values and integrity, pretty much. It takes the sting out of it a little bit. It does. It does. So baby steps. What what would be baby steps that you would suggest for somebody who was um, wanting to just be a little bit more authentic in their lives? So, well, I have a funny example. So years and years and years ago when I was wrangling all of this, it was like, I don't know, a week or so before Christmas, my Christmas shopping was all done don't hate me. Stop being haters. Um, (laughs) And I was, I had had a really rough day and was listening to music I typically don't listen to. I I happened to be listening to Metallica, which I actually don't even really like Metallica. I don't know why. Anyway, so I had my headset on. I'm in the store 
waiting in checkout line. And this sweet little old lady starts a conversation with me and I, I pull my headset out and she said, you look so happy. You must be listening to Christmas carols. <laughs> and I said, no, actually I'm listening to like death metal, <laughs> but I'm glad I look happy. Right. And, and so like to this sweet little old lady, I said, like, it's been a butt whooper of a week and I'm kind of angry and I'm enjoying just kind of not being all like happy and, you know, rocking around the Christmas tree. So, and it tickled her. Mm -hmm. Like she thought that was hysterical. And it started this whole conversation of what she listens to that nobody knows she listens to, which was hysterical. She's, you know, she talked about, you know, my kids think that all I ever listen to is this. And this is actually what I listen to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I would say like, so start out with something that doesn't matter. Like the next time, you know, someone in passing goes, how's your day today? Be a little bit honest. Say, I'm ex- like, it's been a butt whooper or Mercury in retrograde is kicking my tail <laughs> or, or I know this sounds silly, but I'm having a really great day, even though it's been kind of like really bad circumstances mm-hmm. or I'm grieving, you know, and you don't have to like, barf up the whole thing but you could just say like today I am not feeling terribly strong or today like I just had I just had a lesson with a client and I was a rock star so I don't know just be a little bit just try being a little bit more real let us see just a peek inside the kimono you don't have to show us everything but see what happens my guess is you'll be much more well received Mm mm-hmm than you expected. Yes. And and you might learn things about the people, maybe even the people you thought you know the best Mm -hmm. that you never knew before. I agree. So I think we've done a great job of talking about authenticity here. I've really enjoyed this. And it brings to mind a quote that you had on social media a week or two ago that I loved, so I wrote it down. (laughs) Mostly because I thought it summed you up so well. (laughs) So it says, you will be too much for some people. Hint, those aren't your people. And I think that's really true. Like that whole piece of like, not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay. And if we all can just sort of own that and find the people who gravitate toward us and do something amazing for those people then they can do something amazing for the people who gravitate toward them and and on and on and on. And we don't have to make everybody happy all the time. We just have to live in our values and, and, and be, really, really be. So my question for you, haha, to turn around and be the interviewer, is when you are authentic, do you find that you just naturally have more magic? Like the effort... Yes. That we all put in Mm -hmm. to create the sparkles. Like, I think it just happens naturally and you don't have to work so hard. Yes. Yeah, that was a big shock for me, actually. That all all of the things that I would consider to be magic have been times when I let the guard down and then people were like, wow. And I go, oh, yeah, that was terrifying. <laughs> right. But, but I'm glad it was good for you and I'm glad that was helpful to you. But but to realize that is 
because we're not numbing ourselves. I think I think there's a piece there of when you when you stop numbing and then you really feel that the magic does come out. Well, and if you feel what's really there, right? Mm-hmm. If you excavate what's really there, if it is profoundly difficult and ugly, like we'll come in after you. Mm-hmm. Like your people, the people for whom you are not too much. Yes. We will we will show up and we will cheerlead and we've got you covered. We'll catch you. So for me, it was figuring out who I was, was a lot of saying yes to things I wanted to say no to. Now, I know myself clearly, right? I'm not going to jump out of a perfectly good airplane <laughs> unless it is on fire. But, but just saying yes to maybe a new experience or, mm-hmm. you know, going kayaking, even though that sounds terrible. Because what I experienced was, so I do try to do one new thing every day big or little. So that might be trying a new food or going, you know, driving a different route to go somewhere. Or it might be big, it might be listening to like hitting, um, hitting scan on the radio and listening to a different radio station for a whole (laughs) day. I think it that helps. Mm -hmm. I think that helps try to find a path to that authenticity. Because like, I think we close down who we are. We're like, this is who I am. Yes. And, and yeah, new experiences make us go, you are also this. You told this story recently about the hula hooping thing. <laughs> so now apparently I have to tell people about hula hooping. <laughs> or not. I'm not outing you. But like, there, yeah, like there are things. Like, just try the try the thing. Like, you don't have, if you hate it, you never have to do it again. Yep. And I loved it, much to my shock. I right. loved the hula hooping class, which I was never able as a child to hula hoop. And Who knew? in my adulthood, someone said, try taking a hula hooping class. And I said, that sounds hard. <laughs> and you had some bold moves. It was like, fun. Like, who knew? It was fun. And I actually had some skill, which amazed me because I had no ability to do that before. So fun. And I wasn't as bad as I feared. Awesome. And and here's the thing, like, even if I was as bad as I feared, it'll make me a better dog trainer Mm -hmm. because there is someone for whom learning the things I'm trying to teach them is totally not in their gifting, Mm -hmm. right? So I have to stay a learner. I have to. And And I have to, in particular, try to learn things that are really uncomfortable. Yes. And that I'm not good at. It'll make me recognize that. That look that people get on their face. <laughs> that's like, wait, what? Yes. I have to touch the sticky stuff. <laughs> I have to be silly with my dog. I've probably taken authenticity to a, uh, well, to a professional, <laughs> to a professional level. Which is why I invited you to talk about it. <laughs> One of my favorite customer experiences was someone... So I I do quite a bit on Facebook, right? So I shoot video because if you don't like me on video, you're definitely not going to like me in person. And so this woman watched videos for a whole, like, pretty extended period of time and had been kind of lurking on social media and then signed up for a course in person. And so she she comes in for orientation and I, I start doing orientation and she goes, she like bursts out, oh my God, 
and I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, you are exactly the same <laughs> as you are on your videos. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm tired. Like, I can't really be anything else. <laughs> but like, what a compliment that would be for mm -hmm. people to, to see your body of work and then see you some other time and to say, hey, you really are you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I want to see you. I see enough of me. Yeah. So yeah, show me who you really are. I'm probably going to dig most of it, if not all of it. Yep. Because I'll totally look for your awesome. Someone else might be looking for all your garbage. But I think I think I I like quirk. I like weird. I like different. It makes it interesting. It does. It helps it me does. learn things. Absolutely. And appreciate, and appreciate more. Those moments where I go, oh, crap, I never thought about that that way. It's kind of that beauty of talking to really little kids. Yes. Where they give you the answers you didn't expect, and mm -hmm. you go, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I would hate if I was like, get in the box, little kid. Right? Like, I totally want, I love that moment where they go, ooh, I surprised you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so fun. Yeah, that, yeah. I think that's my favorite part about working at the shelter is just the conversations you have with the kids that are just a little bit off the wall. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. So if people wanted to talk more to you and learn more about what you do, how could they reach you? Um, so they can, obviously, I'm on social media. So Tina Spring in Athens, Georgia. They can email me, tina at sithappens.us. If you do .com, it goes out to... Montana or something. That's not me. And we're, yeah, we're, I'm not really a Twitter or Instagram girl. I mean, I've got those accounts because my social media people say I have to, but I don't really do anything with them if I was to be completely authentic about it. Me neither. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, like they can, heck, they can call. I don't, like, you can text me. I don't care. <laughs> be like, hey, Hey, I listened to the podcast. Like, Colleen will tell you, I would talk to a stump. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but only, of course, if, you know, you're going to edify me. If I'm wrong, then just I'm wrong and that's okay. And you can, someone can gently say, I don't see it that way. But, yeah, I'm not going to, yeah. <laughs> the dogmatic world is not one that I choose to participate in a whole bunch no worries the people who listen to unleashed at work and home are all about finding the kinder kinder gentler world where we all show up as our best selves so i think you're going to be safe on that one so i really appreciate you coming on to talk with me today it was so much fun i want to just thank you for loving me like when when i think of my list of people you are definitely there as one and i have called on you and some other especially professionally too when I get a particularly fascinating <laughs> case, I love, 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 love that you're on the team of people that I can call and go, this one's kicking my ass or like help or any of it. Or even just to say, I think you're doing great. I think having someone in, in this universe who is a good partner in that is a precious gift. And so I just want to thank you for, for the unleashed work you're doing, um, for the resiliency work you're doing. You are blessing the world and I will sing it every day. So you have, 
you are helping to give me back me. And I just want to thank you for that. Well, thank you. That was really, really sweet. And now I'm all touched right here at the end. This is hard. Oh, we're just going (laughs) to cry. These things happened to me. That was very nice. Thank you so much. I'm really glad that you came on today. It was so much fun. Me too. Do you want to feel stronger, happier, and more resilient? Let's face it. Who doesn't? Check out the new Unleashed Resilience Skills Groups. They're online, small group sessions that are guaranteed to improve your outlook on life. Visit ColleenPilar.com for more info.